very good Friday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Friday Live. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl. Welcome. And we're here for the next two hours on this first Friday, May 1st, the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. A special day. We heard the reconsecration a little earlier today. And I think keeping close to our heart all those people who are not working, mm-hmm. we have to pray to St. Joseph. You got your job back, though. I did. <laughs> You're back to work. I that know. Uh, paycheck protection plan really works. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right? You get so, the money. To, I mean, Father got the money. Church is going to apply for that. Yeah, I mean, sure. there's so many different types of um, assistance from the government. And well, there's that PPP. But the one where, you know. The, paycheck protection plan, that, which maybe you should see now. Because now this next week, you have to let unemployment know you're employed again. So we should see maybe some of those unemployment numbers start to drop a little bit. They well, should. By one, anyway. Yeah. But they <laughs> but should. But other programs, happening. too. There were a few people that were able to come back to my particular parish because of that protection sure. program and the salary provision. And um, so maybe that's happening other places, yeah, too. I hope so. So on this, this Feast of St. Joseph the Worker, you heard Bishop O'Connell Early today at noon, celebrating the uh, Mass for all workers, and then, of course, at 3 o'clock, the reconsecration of the United States to our Blessed Mother in union with all of his brother bishops. Bishop will be joining us in just a little bit by phone, so I hope you stay tuned for that. Also, uh, we're going to play this hour, Name That Catholic Tune. Another Easter hymn. Another Easter hymn. And then next hour, we have our Gospel reading for this coming Sunday, and our reflection today is by our friend Father Gary Koch. And then Jim is here with the weather, of course, this hour. Also, next hour, Emily Jaminette uh, has written a book, co-written a book called Pray Faithfully. And uh, she'll be sharing some thoughts about that book as well. So we have a lot lined up. Hope you can stay with us. Don't forget, we're coming to you on all of our domestic church media radio stations, but also our other audio platforms on our mobile app, our free mobile app. We have over 1,000 downloads of that app now, which is great. You can listen to it there. You can also watch. When we do our live program, we're also coming to you live and video on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Domestic Church Media. Also live video on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Domestic Church Media. Also on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org, streaming live video there. And if you have any questions or comments along the way throughout the next two hours, feel free to text us at 609-493-8255. That's 609-493-8255. We'll be happy to take your texts. And maybe a good question. I'm curious, are there people out there listening that have been blessed with the opportunity to go back to work. Maybe you mm. were furloughed or laid off or, you know, whatever the situation was. Let, let's let pray and thanksgiving for those who are tr- getting back into the workforce mm. a little bit. I think people are very restless and people really want to get back to work. You know, I mean, I know you were enjoying your time off, but you looked forward to getting back. To, you, when you got back to work, you really enjoyed being back there. I know. And I, I surprised myself that I didn't realize how much I missed it. Yeah, so that, and I think so, most people feel that way. So yeah. that was that was a good thing. When, uh, and especially people that are that are home alone, that are not getting out to see anybody. You know, we have each other. So far, so good. Now, t- tomorrow, the uh, king of the the state is uh, actually. I'm sorry, the governor. The, the governor is um, uh, opening, opening up parks, golf courses. So you can at least take a walk, especially those. But who stay are six home feet alone, apart. Then stay. <laughs> be be safe, but at least get you have to the wear fresh masks air. in the park. Just stay yeah. six feet apart. They recommend it, but breathe in the fresh air. Mm, mm. And it's going to be beautiful sunshine, yeah, sure, so do yeah. get out there. What was that movie with Tom Hanks and he was alone on that island? Remember the plane, the FedEx plane Yes, crashed? Castaway. 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 Uh-huh. I saw it on Facebook. You remember who his best friend was there? Wilson. 
Wilson. It was a volleyball with the face on it. Yeah. So uh, I have people saying I'm this close to becoming friends with a volleyball. <laughs> They're just like going stir crazy. No, it's time. It's you know, and I think as the weather gets nicer. Mm. People will begin to say, you know what, we gotta get out of the house. I know and we... people are smart enough. Look, for the sake of everyone, I'm comfortable. I, you know, I'm ready to go. But others hesitate, and they're a little bit sure. more cautious and conservative. For the sake of everyone, we live on the wild side here. But you know, so to be that um, person to keep the distance, and if they want, others want to wear the masks for their own protection, will respect their desire to. I'm just going to play it safe. But um, I, I think we're smart enough to be uh, cautious and careful yeah. and watching out for the other person. But as you're saying, we'll hear from Jim later on this hour. Tomorrow's supposed to be a very nice day, as was. We had a couple very nice days this week. Yeah, and surprisingly enough, the sun, I thought it was going to rain all day. It turned out to be beautiful the sun is out this now? afternoon. It was gorgeous. Mm, I haven't seen the sun. All Not as windy as yesterday. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. we were almost in Oz yesterday. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of damage, too. Yeah. All right, let's uh, say our prayers. And as always, my friends, we invite you to join us wherever you are listening or watching. Of course, this broadcast now is not limited to just our radio station listening areas, but around the world through all of our technology. So you never know who's uh, watching or listening and praying with you and for you. So let's raise up those special prayer intentions. And as, as we've been doing, I've been asking you in our prayer to please pray for our president and just pray for his leadership Um and the job that he's doing to be inspired by the Holy Spirit. Uh, we know he had a wonderful conversation with some of our bishops uh, last weekend. And then he and Melania watched the Mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral. So uh, we pray that the Holy Spirit continues to guide him, as all of our leaders, but especially our president, who is under great pressure, carrying this whole burden on his shoulders in many ways. Uh, also for, um, as Cheryl said, all the workers uh, today, and those especially who are out of work, who need to go back to work and need mm-hmm. a job, and we'll pray the prayer that Holy Father uh, composed to protect us against the COVID-19 virus. In the name of the Father, Father and of the Son, Son and, the Holy and the Holy Spirit, Spirit amen. amen. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick, who at the foot of the cross were united with Jesus' suffering and persevered in your faith. You know our needs, and we know that you will provide so that at as at Cana in Galilee— Joy and celebration may return after this time of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the will of the Father and to do what Jesus tells us. For he took upon himself our suffering and burdened himself with our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. And now, as our Holy Father asked also to pray the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and also the Subtum Presidium prayer to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray... St. Michael, Michael the Archangel, Archangel defend, defend us in battle. Be our protection against, against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities. But deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel, pray for us. I forgot I was going to sneeze there. I didn't have to sneeze. St. Pope John Paul II. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen. Pray for us. And Our Lady of Good Remedy. Pray for us. And St. Joseph the Worker. St. Joseph the Worker. 
pray. Pray for us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Okay, just a little bit. We're going to be joined by Bishop O'Connell, and then later on, uh, Emily Jaminette will join us next hour about her book, Pray Faithfully. But Bishop has had a busy day, so we'll look forward to hearing from him, and mm-hmm. hopefully he's having a chance to rest now, but a, a busy day. But a uh, very powerful reconsecration and um, just the implication behind that, what that means. Well, so we'll talk to the bishop a little bit about that and other updates and developments. You know, today was normally his, his radio program day, but because of the consecration, uh, could not be here, but we had him on at 3 o'clock anyway. So. And he had a special mass today, too. So. For St. Joseph, uh, right. to St. Joseph, the worker for, mm-hmm. it was a mass for all workers. Yes. Now, you were at mass this morning. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think what the reading was. It was... Uh, the gospel. It was, oh, it was, um, is this not Joseph's son, the son of Joseph? And, mm-hmm. so, and the psalm gives success to the work of our That's hands. right, gives success to the, I remember praying that psalm when we began all of our work here. I used yes. to pray that psalm every it's day. It's a special gift. Give success to the work of our hands. And what is the measure of success? That's not for us to decide. That's, it's God's definition of what is the success, what does he want the fruits of this to be. Mm-hmm. But we're just pleading for him that his will be done. And That's right. So you were playing the organ over there. At your oh, church, it felt right? so great. I really, really <laughs> have to tell you. Well, five, six weeks at home, of course, we have a piano, and I hit that hard a couple hours a day and was enjoying that immensely. But, you know, the organ is a different animal, and um, I really started to miss it. Hmm. And when I went back, and of course it's it's a televised, what do you call it, live stream mass, live stream mass, web, <clears throat> website type thing from so, St. Magdalene's website because I was watching a little bit this morning, right? And, and so after the final blessing, we have our engineer there, our technician, and the priests start leaving, and then that's it. It's it's over. But I'm playing. I probably played for five minutes. Oh, really? And he's standing there looking at me. It's like, oh, it's over. I said, I'm sorry. I was on a roll there. I just had well, a Well, he can shut it off, can he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did <laughs> shut it off. But he, he goes, you don't have to keep playing. I said, actually, I do. Mm-hmm. i to blow the dust out of those pipes. And, oh, it just felt so And good. Father Tregilio staying there with Father Briganti. So yeah, he's been so saying we have some of the masses. Father Briganti and Father Tregilio from Web of Faith. And then we have a new young priest, um, just he's in his first year. He was just assigned to us, Father Matthew, mm-hmm. Diocese of Metuchen. So we have the three priests. He does invite a deacon, mm-hmm. and then there's a sister there that will do the readings and our engineer. So we do have a small little handful of people. Okay. Well, we'll take a break and we'll get Bishop on the phone. And uh, this is a uh, song uh, that is by Michael Card. Is his name Michael uh-huh. Card? Uh, St. Joseph's Song. It's called Joseph's Song for the day. So stay where you are, friends. More to come on Company. And coming up next, Bishop O'Connell. How could it be this baby in my arms Sleeping now so peacefully The Son of God The angels said, how could it be? Lord, I know he's not my own, not of my flesh, not of my bones, still Son of my love 
That's Joseph's song by Michael Card, a good Protestant, I guess. Huh? He's Protestant. Yes. He, <laughs> he wrote a nice song. <laughs> well, we want to welcome a very busy man today who's uh, been uh, doing wonderful things, and of course, uh, this is his normal day for being with us today. But he was doing the reconsecration at three o'clock. Want to welcome to the program Bishop O'Connell. Welcome, Bishop. Thanks, Jim. Is that Cheryl on there too? Yeah, it I brought her is. in today. <laughs> <laughs> Good to hear you both, and good to be with everybody who's listening. Thank you. And Cheryl was kind enough to bring me a St. Joseph cake. 
That's right. Good. <laughs> for, the, for the holiday. So anyway, thank you, Bishop. Uh, we, we had the Mass on here at the station, and we also re, uh, broadcast the um, reconsecration. So a special day. Tell us a little bit about that, both St. Joseph the Worker and the importance of, of this particular feast day and also the reconsecration and how important that is to the country. Well, thanks, Jim. It certainly was a, a busy day and a good day for us, both in the diocese and in the church. Uh, today, of course, the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker, uh, a special feast day. It was established by uh, Pope Pius XII in 1955. And as I said during Mass, that was the year I was born. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say And happy, uh, happy great, belated uh, birthday, by the way. You're now officially welcome. I can welcome you to this official Senior Citizens Club, right? Yeah, I turned uh, 65 this <laughs> right. year, so I'm, I'm counting the days to 66.2 in Social Security. <laughs> <That's> right, <laughs> me too. <laughs> and are you being swamped with mail from the... Um the insurance? Medicare. Medicare. Oh, yeah, from all over, from every type of medical insurance and Medicare and every insurance company, yeah. The next uh, thing you know, they'll be knocking amazing. on your door. They used they would come to the house. It's, looking for me. They came looking me? for me. Yeah. Um, you know, Bishop, you mentioned well, that— if they came to my house, they wouldn't find me. This is my 53rd day in kind of quarantine all right. <laughs> uh, down at the residence at Point Pleasant, the diocesan oh. residence there. Yeah. Oh, good. But they, the, 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 the feast day was actually established to kind of um, counteract the, the communist May Day, right? Yeah, that's true. You know, there was a, always a great celebration of the working man in Russia, uh, but it was, it was really uh, underpinning that celebration were the communist ideals, which were atheistic. And Pope Pius Twelfth, and consulting with uh, the Italian bishops and others at the Vatican, uh, came to the inclusion that this feast, which had already, uh, you know, we had already celebrated Saint Joseph on the liturgical calendar, to create another feast, a special feast, which showed. Uh, uh, St. Joseph's connection with the working man, uh, he himself, a laborer, a carpenter, according to the scriptures, and uh, a guardian and protector of Jesus, of course, but also a provider for the Holy Family. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he provided for the Holy Family through the work that he did. Yeah. Beautiful. And how beautiful right now in the situation that we're in and many people working at home, you have your little domestic churches, you have your little families with the father right there, you know, the kids at his feet and he's trying to get his work done or on a conference call. How uh, we... Yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's hard for people to adjust, and I'm sure even uh, almost two months later still adjusting. Mm-hmm. But there is a, you know, there's always a... Uh, a silver lining, and the silver lining is that uh, the fathers are home with their families and spending time with their families as they're trying to uh, to do their work. But being in the family home, and as you say, the domestic church is is really a beautiful consequence to this very difficult time. It is, and the reconsecration, Bishop. Maybe a little background on that because. I thought it was very, very powerful. Yeah, the reconsecration, you know, the United States has been consecrated on three different occasions to Our Lady, to Our Blessed Mother, um, and as I said today during the uh, during the uh, service, you know, the the United States takes as its national patron the Immaculate Conception, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and that solemnity is also the solemnity that commemorates. Our patron, our Mary, as our patron in the U.S. 
and so that's a beautiful thing. Uh, the Bishops' Conference, in consultation with the Bishops of Canada, the Canadian Bishop Conference, uh, decided that maybe it would be a good thing for us at this time to reconsecrate our country. Uh, certainly any, any opportunity we have to, to look to Mary, to lift up Mary for our consideration and, uh, and our, uh, our prayerful devotion um, is a good thing. And so uh, the idea that the Canadian bishops had was one that the United States bishop thought was a good idea. And so we combined with the bishops of Canada mm. in doing this act of consecration today, May 1st. Yeah, very powerful that all the bishops, these, these successors to the apostles, all coming together at the same hour, mm. lifting up these countries into the hands of our Blessed Mother. That was a very, very powerful, powerful... Uh, it, it was a powerful thing, and, and I must tell you for myself, a very moving moment for me to know that with all of my brother bishops in both countries... Uh, we were acting at the same time in in, in concert to uh, to to do this to 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 pray and to reconsecrate our country to Our Lady. Mm-hmm. You know, Bishop, we have obviously you know we have many many uh, people here in the diocese listening, and and maybe just give a little update on. Uh, of course, we're not asking you to make any kind of predictions here, but but it's been a long time. People are are hungering for for the sacraments and the mass. Wh- where are we at this point? Do you think? Well, you, you know the. The uh, the virus is still virulent, according to my contacts with with health professionals, and it's something we we really we can't ignore it. We can't pretend it has gone away. Uh, it's still very active virus, and so for the safety and good of the people, uh, these uh, regulations and restrictions and guidelines have been established, uh, really for for the good, the, the common good, for the good of the faithful. And we as bishops in New Jersey, uh, each in our own diocese, of course, every bishop is autonomous and accountable to the Holy Father alone, but we frequently act together uh, to, uh, to do things that are for the good of the faithful in the state of New Jersey. And each of the bishops uh, agreed that it was important for us to, to take this action together, and uh, all of us did. Uh, of course, every every uh, diocese maybe went about it in a little different way, but the the common point was the point of reconsecration. Mm-hmm. Now, regarding, I know the Holy Father recently put out a statement talking about, and it's wonderful that the the masses are being uh, live streamed, and many many people. I think Father Jason told me when he was here last time for his program that your vigil mass on Easter, the Easter vigil, was viewed by seventy thousand people. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was very widely and viewed all over the world. I was surprised. I was getting messages from Asia, getting messages from Europe, yeah. of people who watched uh, the Easter Vigil that was uh, broadcast from St. Rose Parish in mm-hmm. Belmar. I was I was stunned by the number, but it just goes to show, you know, people are are hungering for uh, for the Eucharist and for return to the Eucharist. And to make a spiritual communion, uh, especially on this, the greatest feast of the year, the Feast of Easter. Mm -hmm. And as I said, uh, Holy Father made a statement saying, told people, you know, this is wonderful, we can do this now, we have to do this now, Mm -hmm. but don't get, don't make this the norm. In other words, when this is over, you got to come back to Mass. The streaming Mass. You know, I wrote an article in this uh, month's edition of a monitor, it's a special issue on uh, life in the Church at this time of pandemic. And, you know, that when I hear everybody using the expression, 
the new normal, uh, to me, that's uh, just a little bit troubling yeah. because uh, what we're experiencing now is the new now. It's the new present moment. Mm-hmm. But we will return uh, to the full practice of our faith uh, when we can, when it's safe to do so, when it's safe to gather together and to be together. And it's important for people to know that uh, we, we won't be able just to go immediately back to the way that we worshipped or prayed together in the past, or the way that we we uh, experience uh, our uh, education and our uh, uh, all of those things, uh, we will have to gradually uh, get back into the normal practice of our faith, keeping in mind all of the guidelines and the precautions. You know, I, I, I said this once. I forget. You know, I've I've, I've given so many messages and and tried to provide as much encouragement. As as I could, as I can, uh, during this difficult this difficult time that we're all experiencing together. But we're doing this really uh, for the common good. A bishop, and uh, this is something people have to understand. Not only is the bishop, as the vicar of the apostles, uh, supposed to be conscious of and work very hard for the uh, promotion of, of the faith. But you can't ignore the physical well-being of people either. Mm-hmm. And so this is an occasion, unprecedented, historic in, in, in another sense, uh, where both of these things overlap, the physical good of the faithful as well as the spiritual good of the faithful. Right. You're truly shepherding them and, and watching over your flock with the expert advice of all those, you know, the, the physicians and all the other um, the people in those positions. Uh, yeah, and I'm in touch with them regularly. I was uh-huh. in contact with the governor twice today uh, about uh, you know the situation in New Jersey and talking to him uh, through text messaging uh, about uh, about what I hope to do and hope to accomplish and hope to see in the coming weeks. And I think it's going to be another transitory period, another transition. Like you said, we're not going to flip a, a light switch and go back. What we have now is is abnormal, but this is how we're going to make it work until we can start going back to, you know, the other ways of celebrating Mass and having Bible study, but it, it's going to be easing back into the programs. Yeah, you 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 know, it's 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 uh, this virus is going to be around for a while, and we see the numbers, and although it seems, though, the hospitalization numbers are down. Uh, the number of deaths that are announced uh, do not seem to be diminishing. And so we have to be very careful and very conscious of, uh, of the situation in which we, are, we find ourselves. And as we go back to normal, to, to something more normal as we, as we proceed, uh, we have to continue to observe precautions, which are mean maybe maybe the ways in which uh, we're going to reopen our churches and start celebrating uh, the Mass and the sacraments are going to be changed a little bit mm-hmm. until we're sure that the, the virus has been uh, uh, wiped out or eliminated, or we have the means mm-hmm. at our disposal to, uh, to take the, the vaccinations against this, as we do for the flu virus and for other things, in, uh, and ha- as we have done in history as well. Do you have a piece of advice, Bishop, for those people that, you know, I, I look at it, this is an opportunity for me to grow in virtue, and one of them, you know, like for me to be more patient. and Because she's home with me by yeah. herself. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so people are, we, we have to realize, and 
retain the thought that it's for the safety of everyone, um, but they're getting anxious, they're getting frustrated, they're lacking that patience, and they, they want to stay connected to the faith. Can, can we give them something more to do, you know, besides streaming the masses or praying the rosary every day? Any, any advice at all? Well, you, you know, the streaming of masses, uh, of course, it's not ideal, but right now it is the best means that we have at our disposal to make sure that people have the experience of the Eucharist, the Mass, that they hear the prayers and recite the prayers and join in the prayers, mm. uh, that they hear the readings. So very important to hear the Word of God. Pope Francis has made that such an important priority for us to, to reacquaint ourselves with the Bible. Uh, and and to uh, to witness what we witness at every mass, right. uh, the the bread and wine becoming the body and blood of Christ, and the idea of a spiritual communion. This is not something new. This goes back in the church's experience, centuries and centuries and centuries. In fact, Padre Pio, I was reading uh, during these weeks. Even though Padre Pio celebrated the mass throughout the day, he was constantly making a spiritual communion. Mm -hmm. And we have the words, the prayer of the spiritual communion that are recited by the priest at each Mass to invite the people who love the Lord so deeply and who want to receive Him so eagerly that they can join themselves, at least in their heart and their soul, uh, with the Eucharist as it's being celebrated by the priest, mm -hmm. even though uh, there's not a congregation present. Mm -hmm. Well, Bishop, again, we want to thank you for all you do for us here in the diocese and for taking some time out to be with us today. I know it's been a busy day for you. We look forward to having you back uh, next month for your radio program. Uh, but thanks again for everything and, and uh, uh, all that you do. So we appreciate it. And maybe would you oh, give us a— Listen, Jim, it's a, it's a privilege for me to serve and to do anything that I can to try to help the people, to comfort them, to encourage them in these times. You know, nothing can separate us from the love of God that comes to us in Christ Jesus. He's ever-present with us. We have to be conscious of that, call to mind His presence at all times, and continue our prayers. As Cheryl asked, you know, what, what can we do in addition to watching the live stream? Of course, we have our families together. It's a time maybe for us, if we haven't made this a practice, to make it a practice that we pray together mm. as family. The, the family rosary, which is so much a part of tradition, uh, maybe a people of our age, is, is a beautiful thing. To do some reading of the Scripture. You know, mm. pick up the Bible mm -hmm. and, and take a look. I encourage people, you know, try to read a gospel, one of the gospels from from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. Try to read them all from beginning to end. We have, certainly have the time to do that now right. and to reacquaint ourselves with the Word of God. Amen. Uh, very, very important. And then our own prayers and our own meditation. You know, if we have the opportunity, just take a, uh, a, a moment or two, draw aside from uh, probably the craziness that is happening in our homes as it's turned upside down, to, to, to pray to the Lord, to ask Him to bless our families, and in a special way to be very mindful of, uh, of those who are suffering, those who've died, to commend them to the Lord, for their families, for comfort, for those who are sick, for those who are attending the sick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of people involved. It's not just doctors and nurses. It's the staff that cleans the hospitals, those who provide the food for people, right. uh, to, to try to be conscious and generous with those who are serving the poor, 
you know, the food pantries and those organizations, they still need to uh, to feed the hungry. And what we're finding out is more so than ever before, especially with the situation of, of employment as people lose their jobs or are furloughed. Uh, there, there are more people who are in need of, of these things. So there are many, many ways to do what the Lord has asked us, not only to be mindful of his presence, but to be his presence for others. First, of course, to our families, but for those, our neighbors, for those around us, maybe looking in on the elderly or giving them a call. Uh, so, so many ways in which we can live and witness our Christian life. It's very, very important. Mm. Bishop, would you give us your blessing before you leave us today? Sure. I ask God's blessing on all of the faithful, all of those who are listening, especially those who are members of the Diocese of Trenton, my flock. Uh, I ask God to be with you at this special time, to give you patience, and also to, to enable you to find some joy in this moment. You know, and I said today at Mass, the, the uh, you know, seeking joy is something that we can do even in difficult times. And so I ask, may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever and ever. Amen. And thank you, Jim and Cheryl, for what you're doing. I appreciate your keeping people uh, close to the Lord through the radio station. Thank yeah. you, Bishop. We appreciate God that. You. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. God bless you Take and God care. bless all. Thank, thank you. you. All right, friends, you stay where you are. There's more to come on Friday Live. Don't go away.
God gave us night and day So we could play and pray together So now let's see what's headed our way As Jim gives us the weather Alrighty, that means it's time for our domestic church media meteorologist, Mr. Jim Hoffman. Welcome, Jim. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Good, how We're are you? We're fine. We're fine. Cheryl told me the Very sun. Was, Cheryl told me the sun was shining outside. See, I have no windows here in the studio. I haven't been out at the studio for a long time today, so uh, I'm looking well, forward to hearing a fine forecast. Well, it's one of those days where if you look out, you might catch the sun, but mm. if you look out ten minutes later, you might be behind a cloud. Right? Mm. <laughs> one of those days. Mm. <laughs> and I went for a good walk today. It was a good forty-five minutes, and it probably rained three different times, but it was just enough of a little shower to cool me off, and then the sun was out again. So it's one of those crazy days. Yeah, I went out for a short bike ride for about, uh, I think I did about nine miles, and it uh, it held off, but as soon as I came back, it started to rain a little bit, so I had just missed it. Mm. So how are, you, how are you doing with your quarantining there at the Hoffman House? You know what? So we have, um, a lot of our kids are home. You know, we have seven children, yep. uh, and five of them are home now. So mm. the, the food bill has gone up. <laughs> wow, yes. Um, it's it's amazing when when they were all living in the house we would go through seven gallons we would go through a gallon of milk a day oh sure um and then it went down to where i was just buying you know four gallons for the week mm-hmm. and now now we're increasing again we're getting <laughs> back, back up there again, so. <laughs> you know yeah. you'd probably be better off if you just bought a cow <laughs> that's right. There's yeah. an idea. <laughs> I would, Actually, I would look, that would take care of the lawn mowing, too. I that's think, right? right. You kill two birds with one stone there. I'd look True. into that, Jim. Yeah. You're out there yeah. in Mercer, yeah. Mercer County, in right? In fact, have... I think, sadly, because of the, the meat situation, they're giving those cows away. So you can get one, probably. I know. It's pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah. Probably for free. Yeah. <laughs> and then after it's all over, you can eat it. <laughs> There's your steak. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Nice uh, hamburgers. Steak. Yeah. Well, then we're going to hear from all the I'm animals. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, no, no, no animals were injured in the making of this weather forecast. No yes. animals were injured in the making of this steak. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, can we barbecue this weekend? How's that for a transition? Yeah. Can we? Oh, yeah. Yes. Tell uh, us so about that. I think. I, I think you'll you'll be able to. Actually, Saturday tomorrow is going to be the nicer of the days. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let, first. We have to get through this afternoon. We're going to have some scattered showers and thunderstorms. I was just looking at the radar. Most of those seem to be down the shore area, Ocean County, uh, maybe a few in Monmouth County. Um, but still, you know, just uh, keep a watch out for some scattered showers and thunderstorms, and those should dissipate overnight. Um, it's actually be, going to become clearer overnight. And we're going to have a low around 50, and then tomorrow. Beautiful day. Actually, I, I believe it's tomorrow, May 2nd, where the regulations have been taken off of the, uh, the parks. parks, so the parks will be able to open, Yes, uh, which is perfect day for that. It's going to be sunny with a high near 72 degrees. And tomorrow night, Saturday night, slight chance of showers, uh, low around 53. That slight chance of showers continues into Sunday, partly sunny, high near 75, so a little bit warmer. Mm. And then uh, chance of showers moving into Sunday night. Now, this is not going to be an all-day soaking rain. It's just going to be um, a 30%, 40% chance of showers around the area. Uh, so Sunday night, that will continue partly cloudy with a low 54. And then uh, back to work on Monday, sunny with a high near 68. And just checking into next week, looks like we're going to have highs in the upper 50s to low 60s with you know various chances of showers throughout the week. Um, you know, the high 
the high temperature for May is 71 degrees, the low is 53. So this weekend will be right around normal, and it looks like um, that will will be a little bit below normal next week. Um, but still, just wanted to give you some context around you are in May and 71 degrees, and that's where we should be at this time of year. The April showers, I think they're going to bring the May flowers. All right. Well, we First, hope. we have to plant the flowers. <laughs> We're not very yeah. good at our house. Yeah, I have to plant We plant them. things, and then we don't see them. They seem, Ever to, again. seem to go away. <laughs> We're not very good <laughs> at that. That's how we are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it? We don't, do not have any green thumbs around this No, no, no. That pl- there's the plants, they, they refuse to come home with us. Yeah. They know it's the end. <laughs> <laughs> Our houses, our houses where plants oh, come to, to they try to hide. Yeah, our plants are where our, our houses where pl- are where plants come to die. Yeah. <laughs> the burial ground. All oh right, my. well, thank you so much, and uh, then you enjoy the weekend with your fam, and have a great, great week, and we'll talk to you next week. You too. Thanks, Thanks Jim. God bless. God bless you. God gave Bye-bye. us night and day, so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim. Time to name that Catholic tune. So throughout the Easter season, we're not playing Saint of the Day. We're playing It's Time to Name That Catholic Tune. I'm kind of enjoying this Catholic tune. Are you having a good time? Yes, yeah. we, we roll in the Wurlitzer we, we, Yeah, we haul, we, we wheel in the mighty Wurlitzer. <laughs> so, Cheryl, put it on the organ setting, 025. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Are you sure? I know. I remember it's... Uh, okay. So I'm slow with the whole Mark technological Teixeira. thing. Mark Teixeira. That was his number. That's, that's, how, I remember, that's, that's how I remember things. I, I make connections. O two five is the mighty Wurlitzer organ sound. Okay, we've got uh, like a hundred voices on there, but so you you're going to give clues about yeah, a particular I'm, hymn, right? But I'm thinking now too. Uh, we were talking to the bishop. What else can I do above and beyond? Maybe the, you know, if I'm driving, I have got Catholic radio on. I do watch the mass. I do pray the rosary. But maybe read up on your saints because after the Easter season, we'll go back to ordinary time. The saintly quizzes. So you have time now to, have time study. to study. Yeah, study. Study your saints for when we return to normal. But we'll okay. keep playing this through the Easter season. So. Okay, so I'm going to give some clues, a little bit of history and background on this particular Easter hymn. All right, and then um, when Cheryl's going to give you a, play a little a little bit on the mighty Wurlitzer of the hymn, and then if you think you know what it is, give us a call at 609 609- Four nine three eight two five five. That's the studio contestant line. 609-493-8255. And all you have to do is just give us a call uh, after Cheryl plays a little a little snippet of the hymn. Mm-hmm. So I'm calling this an Easter hymn. It's one of those, like so many of the hymn melodies, where the melody stays the same, but they can place different text. On top of that melody, so there same is same tune, different words. Right, so yeah. there there is an Easter words, but you might know it by it can be used throughout the year. I but call you're it, accepting the Easter title. I'll take any title oh. because there's <laughs> there's at least well, you can't three. Can't make one up. No, no, but um, it does have alleluias in it. So there there's your first little clue that you hear this a lot during the Easter season, but also throughout the year. It has seven verses, and it's a good strong opening hymn for special events, because maybe you have more priests and more deacons and a lot of altar servers. So you have this 
beautiful procession, and there's enough verses to support everybody walking up to the altar. But it was written, the text was written back in the 1200s by St. Francis of Assisi. Oh, it's a St. Francis tune. Yes, and like so many of the hymns, the text existed first as a prayer, as prose, as a poem. That's kind of a clue, a good clue right there, St. Francis. Yes, Mm -hmm. and then many years later, then you get the the hymn tune, and then it gets in the hymnal, you know. So by 1600s, then a melody comes along. But first, uh, we have this text, which was originally in Italian because he was in Assisi. It was in Italian. It was and, an Italian song. Yes. And, you know, many of the songs in that day, they were called canticles. And mm-hmm. you could see in your morning and evening prayer, there are canticles. This was, um, this is a real giveaway, I think, canticle of the sun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's asking everyone, all of creation, to praise the Lord with their alleluias. That's what he's asking us to do. All right. Um, I think that's enough. It okay. is based on nature. So, so oh, we'll we need over, a melody, we'll right? Go over to the Mighty World Literature 025. By the way, let another hint. This is the hymn that I want to be my opening hymn at my funeral. <laughs> so just maybe move your mic over there just so we can get you pick you up better. Going to swing it around. There you go. All right. right, So 609-493-8255. That's the number to call to guess what today's Catholic tune is. 609-493-8255. Now here's Cheryl on the Mighty Wurlitzer. Oh, my. Ooh. Okay. That was good. All right. 609-493-8255. 8255. Can you name that Catholic tune? Don't go away. Get to play it again, though, because we don't have to know the. Just in case. Yeah. 609 493 8255. Play it again. Play it again. Sam. Okay. So it's not necessarily the beginning, it's somewhere in the middle, right? Yep. Yeah, put it up. Ooh. St. Francis. Think of St. Francis. 609-493-8255. Don't be afraid. Take a guess. Now, it could be it's so beautiful out people went out for their daily walk. It could be. Maybe give a little bit more of a hint then. Another hint? No, another hint. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, oh, uh, wait, so uh, someone is calling. Okay. We, we do have a contestant. Hi, you're <laughs> on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, happy Easter. My name is Keith, and I'm calling from Upper Freehold. Okay, Keith from Upper Freehold. And uh, Keith, what do you think today's Catholic hymn is? Uh, Canticle of the Creatures. Well, very close. Very close. Ooh. You have the creatures Ooh. right. <laughs> well, mm, I, that was a good uh, guess, but close. All right. Thanks well, for playing, though. Call again. God bless you. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. We have another Bye. caller. Well, we did, but they hung up. Call back, oh, caller. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. So think. That was Keith's. Think, yes, think, Keith, think. That was Keith's. Um, He's, okay, so it was... I'll tell you what, you know, he really wasn't, unless well, he's a it, few hundred years old, because when it was, <laughs> although he sounded very young, when it was first written, it had a different title. And that title was Song of All Creatures. Ah. So in a way, he's, you are so close. Remember you played hot and cold as a child? You're really, really warm. You're so, heating up here. 609-493-8255. One more time. People sing it. Just start singing. Give us the first verse. You want the beginning? There we go. The phone's not ringing. Nope. Go ahead. 
609-493-8255. Come on, listeners, you know what this hymn is. You must be right. They must be outside walking. No, no callers. 609-493-8255. Last call. We should give it to Keith. Uh, we should give it to Keith. Keith, you want to call back? Oh, wait, wait. We have a caller. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. You're, you're on the air. What's your name? Where are you calling from? George from Tom's River. How are you guys? George, how George, are you? George, how are you? Good. We're doing well. Happy Easter. How about all creatures, great and small? <laughs> all right. There you go, George. Very good. Good job. How, how are things down in Tom's River quarantine-wise? Hanging in there, you know, working from home. Yeah. You know, uh, if you're a stray cat or dog, you're going to get power washed if you walk by my lawn, you know. Uh, <laughs> crazy doing that. Watching the grass grow. Mowing yes. the lawn every three minutes. You know? Oh, my gosh. Right. The other day, we had one of those beautiful days, and there was a girl sitting out. I, I walk or I bike, and a girl was sitting out on her front lawn. She had a big blanket set up and, like, a little tiny table with her water bottle, and her computer was out there. I said, nice office. You know, she mm-hmm. set up her office outside. Yeah, well. That's what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Praise God for working, though, on this Saint Joseph the Worker so, Day. All right. creatures of our all creatures of our God and King is the title I have on it's, my paper here. But yes. there's all different kinds of. There's several different titles, and then the Easter one. It's actually Jesus is risen. So there's a completely different text. But that that's it. All creatures, great and small. That's that starts the second verse. Very good, so. George. All right, George. Very we we good. have we have your information, so we'll send you a fine. All right. Well, we know Keith was pretty close. Why don't you send a prize to him? He was pretty close. He'll have to he call. Call us back. Give us a okay. hint anyway. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like I said, Keith had the absolute original title. So Keith's got to be like 500 years old, you're saying. And that's right. If he knew that original, always he, he reads up on All his right, Keith, hymn. give us a call back. We'll give you the fabulous prize. You're, we'll, we'll... you're both going to get a prize because, George, you have a special place in my heart. So Okay, great to talk to you guys. All right, George, All right. thank you. God bless you. Take care. Thanks for playing. Bye-bye. All right, and Keith, you can give us a call back, and we'll we're going to take oh, a break please, and give Keith, us a call do. back. I feel we're really full bad. bad now. We want to give you a prize. We want to give you a big prize. In fact, you won the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a brand new car. I feel bad. No, no. Well, then we'll give it to Keith. Keith, give us an upper freehold. You give us a call back. We'll try to. We'll see if we can find. All it. right, we're going to take a break and then come back next hour. Of course, we have our gospel reading, and then our reflection today by Father Gary Koch. And then later on next hour, Emily Jaminette is going to call uh, and talk with us about her book, Pray Faithfully. So stay where you are, my friends. There's more to come on Friday Live. Keith, give us a call back, 609-493-8255.
Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we've got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media? P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. Or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We asked people all over America, what have you done for your marriage today? It's a good question. I gave a huge hug this morning. We've actually organized a date night tonight. I took the baby while she worked. Um, I sent my husband a love email. I have carried my wife's purse. I shopped. We talked. I made my wife laugh. She's still laughing. <laughs> what have you done for your marriage today? Do something a little special. Get started at foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope, on these domestic church media stations. I worked in pro baseball for a long time and we play on Sundays. And it was an easy excuse. I took the easy out and just didn't go to mass got caught up on that whole selfishness, that whole, you know, um, I can do it all. The times when I was struggling were the times I needed God the most. And now that uh, I've come back and accepted God, my world has completely changed. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org today. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. God created each one of us. But he had in mind, regardless of how we look from childhood to old age, we change physically, but we don't change in his mind. See? Why? Because God has a specific degree of union with him, holiness, we call it, for every one of you. And it's all different. See, we're all different. And we are called to be different because it glorifies God. He just doesn't make robots. Now, why you say, well, why are some holier than others? Well, that's your fault. <laughs> that's not his fault. If we accept the good, the bad, and indifferent of every day, every day, we'll all be holy in a different way. The people you know and trust. 
are on EWTN. We have a big problem. Our culture is dying and souls are in danger of being lost. The answer is conversion to Jesus Christ in His church. St. Paul Street Evangelization is a Catholic organization and we have hundreds of teams spreading the good news throughout the country. But we need your help. The harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Find out more and get involved today at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. This is WFJS 1260 AM Trenton, WFJS 89.3 FM Freehold, WGYM 1580 AM Hamilton, and WSMJ 91.9 FM North Wildwood, Cape May. Communicating hope on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back, friends. Another hour of Friday Live on this first Friday, May 1st, 2020. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl. And it is the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. So we're happy you are here. And coming up this hour, we're going to have our gospel reading for this sun- with this Sunday's gospel. Our reflection today is by our friend Father Gary Koch. Also joining us later on, Emily Jaminette will be talking about her new book called Pray Faithfully. So we'll get to that as well. But um, And we're looking at Good Shepherd Sunday this week. And it was congratulations to Pete, not Keith. That's right. I so we have Keith. Pete and why, George. I don't know why I said Pete. Yeah. Or Keith. It was, it was Pete. <laughs> well, sometimes through the radio, it's, <clears throat> it's hard to distinguish the K's and P's mm-hmm. and some other letters, M's and N's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't we first begin by praying our gospel for this coming Sunday, and then we'll have our reflection by Father Gary. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, Amen, Amen, I say to you, whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice, as the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has driven out all his own, he walks ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, Amen, Amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The most basic and perhaps the most primitive image that Jesus employs in his teaching is that of the relationship between a shepherd and his sheep. This is an analogy rich in the Old Testament imagery and one that is most especially connected to the prophetic oracles. 
Although for most of us this relationship analogy makes little sense, it certainly captured the imagination of the Jewish people who heard Jesus speak. Instead, our imaginations are drawn to picture Jesus and a nice, serene, pastoral setting where pliant sheep followed a benevolent shepherd through rich layers in warm and comfortable scenes. Virtually nothing of that scene reflects the world of the shepherds about whom Jesus referred, or the image that he wanted us to envision. The life of the shepherd was very difficult. They were not well respected in Jewish society. The religious authorities were suspicious of them, and the general opinion of shepherds was not at all positive. Most of them came from very poor families, and they were sold into servitude to wander through the desert with a rich man's flock searching for grass and water. They were under constant threat from marauders and an array of predatory beasts and birds. They had very little food and traveled alone, though they would meet up with other shepherds along the journey. Shepherds were uneducated and unclean in as many ways as one can imagine. In short, no one ever wanted to grow up and to become a shepherd. That is not to say that there were not idealized images of shepherds. In the writings of the prophets, God identifies himself as the shepherd of his people. King David rose from the ranks of a lowly shepherd to become the king of God's people. So even for the people at the time of Jesus, reality and idealization did not always seem to be in sync. In identifying himself as the shepherd, the Good Shepherd, Jesus emphasizes the intimate relationship between the sheep and the shepherd. As shepherds traveled in the desert, the sheep of various shepherds would get mixed together. This was especially true as at night they were gathered into caves to keep them warm and safe from predators. Sheep lack any natural defense against predators, so they tend to huddle together. Like other domesticated animals, Sheep recognize the voice of their own shepherd, likewise the shepherd knows his sheep. While there are some who dislike the analogous image of being identified as sheep, many do find comfort in the image of Jesus as the shepherd. The responsorial psalm for this Sunday is Psalm 23, where the psalmist cries out that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want in one of the most well-known of the 150 Psalms. What attracts us to Jesus as the Good Shepherd, even in the midst of the above, is the fact that everything and everyone else in our lives either fails or leaves us over time. We have brought down too many revered persons and institutions because of weakness, scandal, and sinfulness. While it might seem at times that we revel in the weakness of others, the fact remains that we can often feel that we are shepherdless and that we are alone in the struggle against a secular society, permissive sinfulness, and moral apathy. We know that the Good Shepherd is modeled in some Good Shepherds among us, both within and outside of the Church, but that in the end only one Shepherd matters, Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd. Through the eyes of faith, but the constancy of prayer, reading of sacred scripture, frequent reception of the sacraments, 
we can be drawn into a deeper relationship with the Good Shepherd. As we recognize the Lord's voice resonating within our minds, our souls, our hearts, we come to realize that the Lord knows us and that he recognizes our needs and stands with us as guardian and protector. We stand in the prayerful hope and expectation that someday the Good Shepherd will lift us up and take us upon his shoulders, leading us to eternal life. A Good Shepherd cares for his sheep, even to laying down his life for them. Jesus has accomplished this through the Paschal events. He calls us now to follow him so that he might lead us to the safety of eternal life with him.
And that was the hymn. How majestic, right? Mm-hmm. It's event music. Event. So you want to be wheeled into that? Is that the yeah, story? Yeah, have bring me in with that, uh, okay. that hymn. I'll try to get a band together. Get a band, you know, get a couple <laughs> singers. <laughs> Those symbols. Get, could... <laughs> get the Brigham Young or, uh, Choir and Orchestra. That's what that's what that was. They did it pretty right. well. Nice job. Fine job. Uh, let's see. Mariette wrote and said, How providential that you played Joseph's song. Today is my husband, Paul, and my 21st wedding anniversary. Oh. Our cantor sang Joseph's song before our wedding mass began. Oh Since they were married on the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. So happy anniversary to Mariette and Paul. How special. God is so good. She says, thanks for all you do at DCM. So there you go. Oh, well, happy anniversary. Mariette and Paul celebrating their 21st wedding anniversary today. Oh, remember that? Remember being so young? Long time ago. <laughs> but it seems like yesterday. Oh, yes. Time flies when you're having fun. Quarantine. We've been getting, away. We've been getting along pretty well, uh, quarantined. Well, I think it's because I'm having you eat out in the shed. <laughs> I, can eat, <laughs> I can eat dinner I'm out with in the, the shed. <laughs> yeah, you and the cat are inside, and I'm out in the shed. <laughs> We've been doing amazingly fine. We've been having fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, not really. It's nothing unusual because we've been, you know, our home, our nest has been empty for a few, right. few years now. But so. I was usually gone many more hours than I am right now. I, I'm home, but I'm enjoying it. I. I'm doing little house projects. I painted the post. Well, now you're back to work, so forget that. I know. I'm glad I finished. I, I painted the work. mailbox. So. <laughs> no, you painted the post. Yeah. Outside. And now there's no numbers on it. <laughs> <laughs> she made me take the numbers off last weekend because she wanted to paint the post, which I did and she did. Mm-hmm. And this week we've been we had a few deliveries, and I keep getting calls. There's no number on it. I don't know where you are. <laughs> we'll take care of that tomorrow in the beautiful sunshine. Put those sunshine. numbers back on the house yes. so people know who we are, where we are. Mm-hmm. I need you stopping at Home Depot on the way home? I have to buy new numbers. Or Lowe's, one of those stores. One like, of those. I don't know where can't else. Can't go to church, but you can go to Lowe's or Home Depot. Where else? Who else would sell something like that? Like house a, numbers? A hardware There's store? that nice little house, uh, that hardware. It's more of a mom and pop hardware store. That's the kind of place. It used to be where, past where St. Joe's was in... in uh, Oh, yes. Right? I that passed place? that on the way home. I will see. I, I don't know if they're considered an essential. I think hardware stores are essential it's crazy uh, you know you go into home depot and it takes days to find your way out yeah, of i'm there. not a big fan of those big, yeah, big you stores. just you clock miles on your little mileage counter yeah but it's okay you can always just use paint and just paint the number magic mar- magic marker, magic marker work. Will work. <laughs> people will know where to deliver mm-hmm. we try to uh, um have the local establishments drop Support off food every the now and small then. local places yeah, yeah. And we order from them dinner and breakfast. Sometimes we have breakfast delivered. <laughs> <laughs> well, those days are over. You're gone by seven o'clock. I know. So much for breakfast anymore. Now I have to sit there and have breakfast by myself. But I, which I did like, today, yeah. but the past five weeks been just. It's like, well, they say Groundhog Day. You just all of a sudden I'm in the same seat. You're in the same seat. We're eating the same food. Look at here we are. Here we are again. <laughs> That's all right. Something good will come of all of it. Like the bishop said, try to find some joy, some something to dwell on in Thanksgiving or a cheerful moment. I just hope tomorrow people go out. It was yes. a nice day, which is supposed to be, as Jim said, people will get out and enjoy the day. And I don't, I don't think, and I'm not a doctor, I don't think you have to wear your mask outside. Well, no. Right? 
<laughs> I wouldn't. The masks were originally created for all of those, like the hospital workers, the EMT, ambulance drivers, police. Because yeah, initially they said the masks would do you no good. Mm-hmm. So we keep getting different stories. That's what makes me a little skeptical about this whole thing. Yeah. But I think that's where the masks, and then it just like, the next thing you know, everybody was, was wearing them. But it, I don't know. I'm not a doctor either. It just seems like if you are ill, you would stay in, and others will be out and about. But if I'm not feeling well and I'm afraid of catching something, I would quarantine myself. But we're not going to talk about it. You you hear it on every other yeah. radio station, every television station. But do. Go out, get some fresh air, let your immunity system build up its cells, whatever whatever it does. You know, even to just sit and get a little bit of vitamin D from the sun. I mean, you're not going to get that being locked up in the shed or the basement. Or, the <laughs> or wherever you lock your husband up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, you lost your place? No, but I'm saying okay. the sun, they say the sunshine is good for this. The sunshine oh, will kill the virus. Of course, of course, and it's good for us too. Yeah, so you can sit out in your backyard. If you don't want to go walk the streets, just sit out in your patio, wherever there's someplace you can see the sun. Mm-hmm. It's, like a, it's like a bad, long episode of the Twilight Zone that we're in. Yes. Just doesn't seem to be ending. Right. The long, stretched out. And, you know, if you watch something so long and it's like, okay, when is this thing going to end? It's, it's much too long. You know, right. like, like um, they said that about Gone with the Wind. You know, it was like three hours. When it first came, when it came out, it was three hours long. Was, and movies were not three hours long when no. Gone with the Wind came out. <laughs> when is it going to end? As good as it was. Actually, I was at Gone with the Wind many, many years ago they, when they re-released it back in the 70s, and I had never seen it. And I went to the movie theater to see it. And it has an intermission. Right. Where she says, I'll never go hungry again. And she picks up the turnip, whatever she pulled out of the ground. And at when I went to this particular uh, screening, people were leaving. Oh, that was great. That was wonderful. Good movie. <laughs> it's and they, not it was over. only half over. <laughs> <laughs> An and actually, the, the church condemned that movie. Not condemned, but I think it was one on the list, don't go see it when it first Why? Came. Because of the last line, frankly, my dear, I don't give a... Oh, my goodness. And church. now. <gasps> and there was also other kind of implications in the film about, the but they were married. I mean, they, mm-hmm. uh, anyway. But look at how you talk about turning up the heat. Yeah, right. What <laughs> is acceptable now. Did I'm you just... ever see Gone with the Wind? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Came out oh, the same year as The Wizard of Oz. It was. Yeah, 1939. Today would have been my father's 99th birthday. Now, here's something. Anyone that wanted to send us a text, what movies, a lot of people are watching movies past the time at night. Okay, I need to get away from the television, and I spent a good portion of my day in adoration or prayer. Now I'm going to just get my mind lost in something. I know people that watch those, well, your sister, the Hallmark movies, so that Hallmark Oh, at Christmas channel. time, right? Yeah, but but they have loads of other films, so she's watching the, we the watched Hallmark one movies. At Christmas time, we watched one or two, and it was the same actors. I know. Basically Every the other. same plot with a different name. Yeah, with the same face. Right. But I'm wondering, so give us a good movie. What else can we watch? Um, Bells of St. Mary's, the good old movies. Well, you can find it. Mm. Got it I think so there was something that's very popular on either Netflix or one of those streaming services about a tiger. Did you hear about that? 
Something about a tiger? Was it like talking animals? I no, don't I don't think do it was talking not animals. animals. I think it was, it was <laughs> just Doctor of the Doolittle on it. Oh, they re-released that. That was another like another remake. Yeah. That was out recently, I the don't talking know. I don't, animals. I don't do talking animals. No. But Unless was, I had the babies with me, the children with me. Something about a tiger. And I don't, I forget the name, but it was like very big. Apparently were, people were talking about it on social really? media. Yeah. Oh. I have no idea. It could be. No. I'm sure it is. And there now there's another thing. When will movie theaters reopen? Will they take out just your- when it was getting that movie theaters where you, you have reclining seats, they would serve you dinner and alcohol. Oh, I know. Now they're closed. I couldn't watch a movie like that. I couldn't watch a movie like that. Not a lot to go see. Not oh, that's a lot. right. Number, number one, there is nothing to go see. No. But yeah, all right. So text us what 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 uh, what movies you're watching. Let's pull up a film. Six zero nine four nine three eight two five five. We watched something. Oh, it was right at the first or second week. It was the Easter Parade. Oh, Easter Parade with Judy Garland and Fred Astaire. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we're, g- that we're giving on. our ages. And we watched like... that Sinatra, that uh, the first oh, Deadly really? Sin. That's right. That's he was something. older. It was older Sinatra, right. but he played a detective. Yeah. We watched the end of that. Well, kind of picked it up in the middle. Yeah, that was good. That was on. But we really don't watch a lot of uh, no. new stuff. Although we did see last year, and it won Best Picture, was that film called Green Book. Yes. That, that was, was very good. Very good. That was very good. And, and you know, it was just a very good film. Vigo Morganson. Is that his name? I right. could be wrong. Yeah. It was very good about the jazz, a classical pianist. But a, but a black man. He was, was black. It was like in the 50s. Yeah. And he wanted to go on tour. And, of course, you know, there was the in Green the Book. He wanted to go in the South. And the Green Book was places that the African-Americans could stay these hotels or eat in those restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of right. still r- racism. But uh, he wanted to share his music, and it's based on a true story. Very, very good. I, mm-hmm. I do recommend that one. Some language in there. That was the last film I saw yes. in the theater, yeah, I no, think. we hardly ever. <laughs> and I would go when the children were small, so then you take them to some of those little Disney films. That mm-hmm. I, I used to. Oh, the- someone watched A Man for All Seasons. Oh, I never saw mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That's one film they're watching. So you can find the classics. You know, that is a classic. Yes, I think so. Um, and uh, if you watch, like uh, you say, Hallmark, they don't, they don't have classic films on there. They kind of yeah, have silly stuff cheesy. on there. Cheesy movies. <laughs> but you can find them. I and mean, there's, a, there's a, a, a channel I found that is just called Movies. That's how I found that Sinatra film and and uh, uh, Easter Parade. Like TLC or something? No, this one, I had, it's just called Movies. Okay. And I just, I found it one night, and that's how we watched Easter Parade. <laughs> it was right around Easter. It was. Like it was. The day, yeah, it was yeah. yeah, that was, that was and, good. And uh, the other... So and then I, people are baking. Like, what are they doing with this extra time? Mm. Uh, a lot of baking. And so then they're waiting for the gyms to reopen. <laughs> Although, did I hear somewhere that one of the, not, one of the states is opening gyms and salons? Georgia. And, oh, that's Georgia? the story that I, I turned it on mid-sentence... And I thought, the gyms are opening. I got so excited. And hair salons, I'm starting to look like the burning bush. Mm. Um, people are learning how to cut their own hair. I could cut your hair. Don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> it cuts itself. Yeah. I have self-cutting hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I can cut yours. Well, that's all right. It can grow. Snip, snip. <laughs> it can grow. People are, well, you know, I, again, I think if eventually if you go to a barber or a salon and people wear their masks and they wipe down the, you know, that you can, you, you're safe. The precautionary measures, just be careful. Thing is, you know, again, it's not, 
they make it sound like if you get this virus, bye bye, sayonara, no, adios, ciao, you're end. out of here, and it's not true. Ninety-eight percent of the people survive. I think it. the number is even the percentage is even higher than that. I think Maybe. that. It's just, and I think now, you know, you heard Bishop say he, he spoke, to, he texted the governor a couple times talking about, you know, when can we open. And um, I, I just, and then I'm thinking, okay, I'm hearing a lot more about a lot of places that we have to, you know, we have to do this. We have to open up again. And we saw that man on, from Maine, the restaurant owner from Maine last night on TV. Right, they were going who, to. And Maine, the, the governor there said she's keeping the state closed till the end of the month. And he said, I'm opening my restaurant tomorrow. Mm. He said, come, come, I'll take you to court and I'm going to open. He was right. he was determined, right. and you know he said if people want to come, come. You know if you don't want if you're not comfortable, don't don't. I'll put, I'll serve you outside if you want. We can put a table outside. We're going to space them six feet apart. Right. He was doing all the right things. You know somebody would would be wise now. We're thinking this beautiful weather's going to start being around the corner. Two three weeks. Uh, sewing making six foot beach towels. Can you imagine? Six I foot mean, square. Six foot square. It would have to be. <laughs> Beach towels. Right. You know, there's a market for that. Get people back to work. Mm-hmm. With funny designs on them. Mm-hmm. Like, get Match out of here. Match your mask. Get out of here. <laughs> Jersey. Stay Jersey's, away. Jersey's six-foot square beach towels. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Stay away from me. <laughs> Go away. Beat it. Forget about it. <laughs> you might see them. Yes. If the beach is ever open. I know. You know. I don't know. If they'll be open. I don't. I don't. And then California, the governor there is closing the beaches because Again, the people people weren't obeying. People yeah. weren't paying. People but didn't they, I thought they opened them for a little while. But then they were going to beaches that were closed. I think it was only one beach. Maybe that, so now he's closing everything again because the the, 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 the citizens were naughty. Yeah, it's <laughs> obeying Big Brother, I guess. You know, that was that I was that was not good either. Because, I don't know. Uh, so what are we going to do tomorrow in this beautiful weather? Send us a text 609-493. Arlene and, and Pete uh, watch The Sound of Music. Oh. They're still watching it. <laughs> I think that's a long film also. We started last week. We're almost finished. Uh, no, we've watched that. Of course, Beautiful. our daughter was in The Sound of Music. Well, and the Anthony, too, was in that's it. Right. They both were in it. Both yeah. of our kids. Were in it. But it's kind of a long movie. Yeah. That's a classic. It is a classic. Very good. Mm-hmm. And the music, see, that does it for me. Mm-hmm. I saw it in the theater. That's how old I am. Wow. 1965. That's a good out. one. So that's good. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's uh, take a little break. We're going to be joined by Emily Jaminet. She's written a book, uh, co-authored a book called "Pray Faithfully," and uh, she'll be here with us shortly. So uh, we'll take a little musical interlude here and be right back. Don't go away. There's more to come on Friday Live. That was the end. How about this? <laughs>
Wow. <laughs> I think I think as, the window just broke. As the bishops reconsecrated the country to our blessed mother, a beautiful mm-hmm. rendition of uh, Hail Holy Queen. Complete with the big soprano at the end. Absolutely. And uh, let's see, we have Emily Jaminette. She's an exec- the executive director of Sacred Heart Enthronement Network and contributor to CatholicMom.com. She does offer a daily segment called A Mother's Moment on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio as well as Mater Dei uh, Radio. She and her husband, John, have seven children, and they live in Columbus, Ohio. And she's co-authored a book called Pray Fully, Simple Steps for Becoming a Woman of Prayer. Emily, welcome to the program. Well, thank you so much for having me on your program. Um, It's truly an honor. Thank you, Emily, for joining us. And how timely this um, book and our discussion is going to be, because now moms are going to be challenged more than ever before, because they're also the school teacher and the main chef and all the other things in, you know, to taking care of the home and maybe even working from home at another job. And we're trying to find time to pray. So how are we going to make this work? (laughs) Well, thank you for saying that, because it really is true. And sometimes we don't acknowledge the situations that we're in. We're just a little bit maybe overwhelmed or we don't really know where to begin. So the first thing to do in everything we say in this book is a lot of it is, is heavy on the practical is pause and pray. Mm. Just exactly that moment of how you open the segment of, Lord, this is my situation. This is what I'm dealing with. And I really need your strength and guidance. And that really turns something that could be negative into a positive. And as you you opened it, I mean, that's where I'm at with the seven children, 20 to four, working from home, my husband home. So there's a lot of change in dynamics. And that's really um, the pandemic has created much change. But prayfully, simple steps for becoming a woman of prayer is, you know, we walk that journey with you. We're not saying we're going to, you know, be we're not any farther along the road. (laughs) But what we do is we look at the lives of the saints. We look at the wisdom of the church. And we really, you know, focus on helping people to, to grow and to take those simple steps and not be overwhelmed, intimidated, or even paralyzed when it comes to prayer. Would you say this book grew out of your own personal experience of, you know, as 
of course, there's no guidebook to be a parent. And then, you know, through your own perhaps situation or frustration, you think, wait a minute, I really have to step back and analyze this and then share your own experience with others on how to incorporate prayer in your daily life. You know, that is um, really where really where it did come from. Michelle and I wrote our first book, Divine Mercy for Moms. It was a, a beautiful piece. We really enjoyed seeing God's mercy and then going forth and, you know, how to live that in the life of vocation of motherhood with the works of mercy. And then we, you know, dived into spiritual friendship. You know, how do we then pass that on to our friendships? How do we have these rich friendships? And one of the pieces that we really felt that needed to be spoken about is the importance of growing in spiritual prayer and your relationship with Jesus and not just remaining busy. Because as women, we, we can be that busy bee in the parish. We can be that busy bee in our not-for-profits or, you know, even in the community where we pour our, our energy into things. But if we aren't seeking true renewal that comes from our faith and prayer, we will burn out. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that burnout that a lot of women are going through is because there's a deeper well that they're meant to tap into, and that's through prayer. So we talk about the importance of, you know, traditional prayer, about the importance of even teaching women how to meditate, not not through the Eastern, you know, not through emptying yourself, but through filling yourself with the Lord and entering into Scripture and taking those little tiny baby steps. And um, you hopefully will be left inspired to make a small change in your life that will have significant impact. We're talking with Emily Jaminette, and the book is called Pray Fully, Simple Steps on Becoming a Woman of, woman of Prayer. It's published by Ave Maria Press. Uh, Emily, in, in the book, you you, you and, um, um, I'm sorry, your co-author was, uh, Michelle, me, Michelle um, share these basic prayer principles that have helped you uh, become women of prayer. But one of the things you, you talk about in there is uh, spending time and engaging in other spiritual practices. You just mentioned that. Uh, such as adoration or the examine. And how do you do that now that you're quarantined? Now, how, do you, how do you adjust? To, to You can't get out to adoration. You, you know, you shouldn't can do the examine. But uh, there's an adjustment that uh, in your prayer life, I would imagine, that has to be made right now based on the isolation that we find ourselves in. You know what? You bring up such a good point. And I think the first thing I would recommend to everyone is what is your structure of your day look like? Because it starts with social media and it ends with Netflix, Maybe you can make some adjustments right there. Mm-hmm. So structuring your prayer, your day around prayer. So um, as a busy mom and working from home, I rise early, and I recommend that for everyone. Before, you know, before the chaos of the house starts, rise early. Open you know, your day with the Scripture. So one of the simple things we suggest right in the book is have the USCCB send you the daily readings. If you don't have a subscription to the Magnificat or a tool for for looking and reading those readings, you have them sent to you. So that's um, one of the things. And then we make a lot of solid recommendations, such as um, books that you can read so that those scriptures do come alive. You know, the, the practice of going deeper into scripture is something where you're just willing to engage and read and meditate and think about these really important themes that our Lord's talking about, or these parables, or wherever wherever the, the liturgical season has us. So it's, it's these little tiny steps that will actually bring you a lot more joy. So the first thing is don't, you know, don't wish that you were somebody somewhere else or a different circumstance, but allow the Lord into your home. And that's one reason why I wrote the book, is so that, to really share with people about 
the importance of enthronement and welcoming Jesus into the mess of your life. You're not waiting till everything is, is Pinterest perfect to engage with our Lord on a new way. Mm-hmm. Now, Emily, I, I'm, I'm an old guy now. I find myself around 3 o'clock in the afternoon knowing that I need a power nap and just kind of rest my eyes for about 15 minutes. You talk about recognizing critical times of day when you need a prayer boost. Maybe talk a little bit about that. Sure. A prayer boost is just looking at your day and the structure. So the 3 o'clock, maybe you do take that little, you know, cat nap, 20 minutes, but really saying, you know, this is the, the hour, this is when the hour that our Lord died on the cross. And it's um, very significant that uh, St. Faustina shares with us the importance of the Divine Mercy Chaplet during that time. It's the hour of mercy. So one of the things we suggest is just set your alarm so that it goes off and reminds you to pray. As simple as that. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing with these little prayer booths is, you know, you don't have to make family prayer super complicated. Just taking a tiny step of such as praying the Hail Mary, you know, after your meal, making sure you say grace before a meal. Those tiny little steps have significant value, not only for you, but your whole family. And the most important thing with family prayer and you know, in this time of pandemic, is share your prayer intentions with others. You know, that is a powerful way to, to grow spiritual friendship, to help spouses get to know each other better and what's heavy on their heart, and also to lift those people up that need prayer. So, you know, who are the people that you are carrying in your heart? Well, give them back to the Lord and, you know, create an opportunity for Him to, to minister in a new way through grace. We're talking with Emily Jaminette, and the book is called Pray Fully, A Simple Steps on Becoming a Woman of Prayer. It's published by Ave Maria Press. And did you specifically write this book for women, Emily, or can men read it too? Absolutely, men can read it. Um, <laughs> you know, it was really an honor that Father Michael Tank uh, and Father Dave Pavanka, also Father Nathan Cromley, all endorsed the book very strongly. So I, I love the men in my life have read it, my husband, my brother's. And a lot of husbands have picked it up next to their wives, um, you know, reading materials next to their bed, and they absolutely have loved it. Because the other thing Michelle and I do is that we share a lot of really meaningful stories, things that have happened in our own life with our friends, with our family members. We talk about the importance of legacy of prayer, you know, passing that faith on from one generation to the next in little tiny things you can do and see that you, you know, you're part of that legacy, not only if, if you're a first-generation Catholic in your family or you're part of a large link, but it's so important, your witness to the faith. So definitely men have um, enjoyed it, and I appreciate every man that reads it. So my thought is, gentlemen who are listening, if you want to um, get this for a, a special lady, your mom for Mother's Day, or somebody that you know that would be celebrating Mother's Day, and you know, have it sent to you, you can flip through it first, read some of these inspirational stories, and then wrap it up and give it as that gift. <laughs> but what I love, Emily, is how you draw in... Um, the saints, St. Gianna Beretta St. Teresa of Calcutta, uh, and so many of the Edith Stein, that I could almost see this, too, in some way, if you are home with the children and doing a little homeschooling, you have some lessons within this book as well. You know, that, that piece of grounding, all of our books, we've always chosen saints to guide us in the spiritual life, um, and that's just a great way. We like to say that they 
tapped us on the shoulder to kind of, you know, share their stories. So each saint that we um, shared in the book has made an impact on both Michelle and I's spirituality. Mm-hmm. And what is interesting is that the saints, you know, reveal a lot about their, you know, how they became a saint when you read their writings and when you understand their mission, their calling. And it's all very different. But we um, felt strongly to, you know, pick mostly modern saints that have, you know, lived in our time and walked in our, our you know, similar culture, not as modern as now, not this pandemic, but mm. yet you can see that these are the things that make us saints. And um, this is such a great opportunity right now mm-hmm. to embrace the faith and to not be negative. You know, we need that inspiration from the Lord. And many of our sisters in Christ and brothers in Christ are getting discouraged and angry and upset and super frustrated. So, um, I really think, prayfully, Simple Steps for Becoming a Woman of Prayer was an inspiration of the Holy Spirit um, that we said yes to the project and that it's here today. And again, so perfect for now because we have the opportunity to um, practice all those things that would uh, lead us on the path to sainthood because the challenge is great and that it's very easy to fall into negativity. Very easy. We're surrounded with so much negativity and you watch the news and it gets depressing. We have to work extra hard. But I think the fruits that will come from all of this, people are working very, very hard to deepen their faith, to hang on to their faith, maybe share that faith with somebody else, call someone and and say, can I pray for you? You, I, I, am, I can't imagine what you're going through. And just open those doors to discuss things of a faithful nature. And I think we're going to come out of this on the other side, a better people. You are absolutely right. And I think that um, with the many years of women's ministry, you know, with the women's conference and and the other apostles I've involved in, you see that when we actually speak of our faith in a sincere way, and we are willing to share it, Mm -hmm. it means that it meant something to us. And it meant that friendship that relationship meant enough that you were willing to pass it on. Right. And that is so encouraging. And it's and I always tell my mom, Mom, it's more than just a forward of an email. You can't just forward what it means to you, but write a little note along with that forward and it goes so far. So right. these simple little gestures of of passing on faith and this book is written for evangelization purpose. It's written for someone that maybe this is their their first, you know, real thought of prayer, like, well, mm-hmm. how do I pray? And, you know, a lot of women have shared their frustrations with Michelle and I as we would be speaking at these different events of how challenging it was. So this is um, just an opportunity for you to, you know, build a deeper well and realize that the Lord is always calling you. It's not you picking up the phone. It's you responding to that almighty God calling and calling and beckoning us to come home. So, Prayer is you, you'll you'll start and you'll never want to go back to your old self. Mm-hmm. Emily Jaminet is the author of the book Prayfully and is published by Ave Maria Press. One uh, we have a minute left, uh, Emily. I was thinking as you were talking, you mentioned you have seven children. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes, seven children all at home. <laughs> and I well, see, I, that's my question. Is I know when we when we raised three. I remember especially when they were little because they were they were only a year, rather two or less than two years apart. Uh, how just by changing a diaper could be a prayer. It sounds kind of silly, but you have no time for the formal prayer, but you have everything you're doing in, in your vocation is a prayer in effect. Is that right? Is that how you can look you're, at that too? Yes, you're absolutely right. Our, our actions, our works um, can sanctify us and they can transform us. It's really us willing to tap into 
our Lord and inviting him into, you know, whatever we're doing. So um, it's just, it's it's a lot of simple, it's a lot of practical. Mm-hmm. And actually at inspirethefaith.com, Michelle and I put together a full video series to go with the book mm-hmm. so that even if, you know, you have a book club and a, a Zoom group that you meet with and you say, you know what, we want to tackle prayer. You know, we, we made it much easier for you by doing the uh, video series to complement the book study so you can you know, definitely commit to reading it and to growing. Beautiful. Well, that's wonderful. Again, thank you so much, Emily. Emily Jaminette has been our guest. The book is called Prayfully, and it's published by Ave Maria Press. And uh, Emily, great work, and uh, our congratulations to you and Michelle. Keep up the great work because you've written some wonderful books. And mention that website again for listeners to go to. Sure. Inspirethefaith.com, and you can receive free videos for all of the books that we have uh, published to this point. All right. Very good. Well, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. And uh, stay in touch, Emily and Michelle as well. Please pass it along to her that um, whenever the next book makes it out to the shelf, do let us know and we'll have you back on. Oh, that sounds great. I actually have a book coming out in October on the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Oh, wonderful. have to have a great talk about his most merciful heart. We look forward to that. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Emily. God bless you and your family. Stay well. Thank you. And friends, you stay where you are. There's more to come. Don't go away. It started like it does for many people. Question my faith and question authority. And I feel that the reason why I left was the the draw of the world. The world was pulling me away. Some people would say, you know, Satan would, you know, Satan was working on me. He did not want me in church. He wanted me to be desperate. He wanted me to have the thoughts of suicide. I started to realize that a lot of the things that I experienced in my life were a result of my rebellion against God and against authority. Coming back to the church is the first step in healing from all of the hurts of the world. I went from being desperate and in despair to finding hope and encouragement for for the future. I'm on God's team. I, I know who I belong to and I know where I'm going, and there's nothing that can separate me from God's love. Take another look at the Catholic Church. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. What have you done for your marriage today? I gave my wife a hug this morning. I told her I love her. Instead of sitting on the couch, I hope to clean up. I cooked my husband's uh, favorite breakfast. I sent my husband a love email. What have I done for my marriage today? It's a good question. I gave her a call and say, thinking of it and the kids. I uh, did her hair this morning. I think it looks pretty good. <laughs> We're going to the museums as a family. What have I done for my marriage today? I made my wife coffee and breakfast this morning. It's going to be her birthday next week, so I've been spending time today making arrangements to make that extra special. Oh, we're spending the day together. I bought her an orchid. <laughs> Hassan was able to let me sleep in by taking him care of him in the morning. I read the newspaper to my wife, and it cracked her up. But she's still laughing. (laughs) What have you done for your marriage today? Small changes can make a world of difference. Get started at foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Church. Ah, ah, ah. That guy laughing. (laughs) I'm very good. That guy's laugh always cracks me up. Ah, 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 ah. We knew somebody that. Ah, ah, ah. We knew somebody that laughed like that. Yeah, we did. We did. At Queen of the Universe. Yes, we did. did. And he's a wonderful, no, but a wonderful gentleman. He actually. Fabulous. If it weren't for that gentleman. Yeah, we may told, not be here today. You've told that it was story. The, it was it was many many 
many years ago. I'm going to say 1998, nine, okay. maybe 97, mm-hmm. when I was doing my Come to Me program on the station down in Camden. It was just I was buying time. Just one hour a week. One hour. I was one maybe. You know, it was one hour. It was a couple couple days a week, but a few days yeah. a week. But I wasn't getting the support. I didn't get any. And I was in the church at Queen of the Universe. Never forget. I was in the church, and I said, and this gentleman came in. and said, "How you, how you doing, Jimmy?" <laughs> I said, "I'm uh, okay." How's that radio show? I said, "Well, I said it's, you know I'm not really getting the support." I said, "I don't know if I can pay the bill this this month. I probably have to go off the air." What do you need? I said $400, and he took out his checkbook and wrote me a check for $400. Miracles, right? And then that kind of inspired me to continue to keep going. <laughs> it was like a, a grace moment, you yeah. know, like a little touch from God. Mm-hmm. You're praying, what's it going to do? Where is it going to go? Am I done? And mm-hmm. that came, no, you're not done. God had more. more and if that didn't happen, I could. I may have just said, you know, I tried. It didn't work, Lord. Sorry. You know, I right. just go on with my life at FedEx. But you're always brought to the edge, so that bought you another week or two, or another month, and then maybe another situation. He didn't. Just, he didn't. He didn't bat an eye. Just took his checkbook out of his wallet, and wrote me a check for four hundred dollars, and said, "Here you go. Good keep Catholic going. Man. Yeah, keep going." But he laughed like that. Ah, ah, Although you said you thought you saw him recently. Yes. Yes. I'm we quite sure. You know, you see half of a person because of the mask. Right. Then maybe there's a hat and sunglasses. You don't see any of. But anyway, so anyway. say a prayer to that that for that gentleman because he uh, absolutely he, he kind of he if it weren't for that we may not even be here today That's doing right. this work. Yeah. So that little those little those little uh, signal graces along the way by these wonderful people mm-hmm. who I have to put them all down on paper. You really should write a little before you wheel me in with singing <laughs> all, my, all creatures of your god my god and king with my memory oh my gosh and your memory is like an encyclopedia I can mention something and you can give me the date. You know, it could That's have been right. like 1992. It was in the fall, and I think like, what? We we'll say you know an that? elephant never forgets. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe that's it. But so you at three uh, o'clock, you fall asleep just like you the very, saw. You saw. You came in. You saw me there in my easy chair, just like the very first holy hour. And in I the told. Garden of I told. Well, I have the rosary. The rosary. The chaplet yes. is playing in, in the studio meditating. here. Yep. And that's I'm listening beautiful. to the chaplet, and I'm just kind of closing my eyes, right. and then you know. Uh, but when I, my, when I told my family that for my 65th birthday in December, I bought myself a recliner and put it here in the corner in the studio. You can't see it on camera, but it's no. here in the corner in the studio. And at around 3 o'clock, I'll come in here and just kind of, you know. Get ready for your show. Recline a little bit. <laughs> and uh, Well, your dad me. always took a nap. And that's what my sister said. She just said a power reminds, nap. She said mm-hmm. it reminds me of dad. He did, he did And that's why he lived to be 92. <laughs> so... From uh, her mouth to God's ears, we'll see. But the, yeah. the, 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 you know, it used to be when I was young, I couldn't take a nap. I would, I would wake up from a nap feeling ugh. And like a headache. And headache and your mouth yucky. feels funny. and just yeah. Now it's like, oh, man, no this is so now. great. This is wonderful. Yeah. So, But it is, it's actually, it's, it's, the, the, the chaplet is on and the, the, the rosary comes on at the bottom of the hour and I'm in here and I set my little alarm. So I'm up and at him at mm-hmm. quarter of four mm-hmm. just in case I don't miss dead air. And I come out and do my program. <laughs> kind of rejuvenated. Yeah. Well, there's enough listeners out there. You have my cell phone. If you ever, if I'm out and I'm busy and I'm not listening and you hear dead air, let me know. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> my, either my alarm didn't go off or there's other bad news. <laughs> <laughs> so on that joyful note. And then you can plan the, uh, the music. Yeah. I and want my that. Cruise. All creatures of our, you know, your cruise, yeah. so the insurance money, all creatures of our God and King. And I want to go out to lift high the cross. Yes, that I know. I was listening today because I played it on the way over. I asked Alexa in my car to play uh, 
the Navy hymn, Eternal Father. Oh, I love that's beautiful. My, we had that at my father's funeral because right. he was a Navy well, man. Your father. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, I'm I'm into more of the traditional stuff. Right. But I have written. I, I'd like I'd like my psalm response for the Lord built of the house. Oh, okay. Anthony did a little little uh, vocal setting to that. Okay. Choral setting. We should play that sometime. People yeah, probably some never we heard it. We recorded it 25 years ago. I know. But if Anthony made an arrangement, I mean, now... Well, that I don't more. have. I only have... Oh. I mean, he just re- he wrote the you know the written music. Oh, okay. So you can do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I remember when, when my father was probably around my age. When we, we were in Phoenix, and he sent me a letter. Yes. With all this information. We were I, living he, in Phoenix. We were time. living in Phoenix. Yeah. And, and he sent me about, you know, planning. And he says, at the end, he says, by the way, I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> he had the whole thing laid out. By the way, though, I feel fine. Yeah. So, and he lived to be another 30 years. Basically. And I think he said, don't tell anybody. Yeah, don't tell anybody. I had to keep it to myself. It was an right. envelope with all his funeral arrangements. His wishes. Anyway, so we're going to go. And, and tomorrow, it's going to be as beautiful as Jim says. Enjoy the day. Get out and enjoy the fresh air. And in fact, if this evening is nice, get out and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be, uh, I'll be back on, the, uh, well, Bruce will be here Monday. Right, 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock live for Come to the Throne. I'll be here Tuesday, God willing. And we'll be back, God willing, next Friday. Next Friday, May 8th, the, the birthday of Archbishop Sheen. May 8th. May 8th. Mm-hmm. So, and May 10th is Mother's Day. May 10th is Mother's Day. So, so we'll have a Mother's Here's the book. I don't okay. know. Am I in view? No. Yeah, well, you are. Yeah, you're holding it up. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. Have a great weekend, friends. God bless you all. God bless you. Stay well. Stay well.